This is the Show It Off podcast, encouraging you to show off your unique self, your true, messy, beautiful, perfectly imperfect self. This is about discovering and sharing your inner light with confidence. When we do this, everyone benefits. The law of oneness means any good we do for ourselves is doing good for all. I am Sarah Fayshoff. I am a single mom who helps other single moms build a life they are proud of and happy in, as I learn to do the same. After creating a successful confidence-building youth program for girls in California and using my 11 years experience as a yoga and meditation teacher, I am a confidence coach, helping women from here in Hawaii where I am living a simple island life with my daughter. Each Monday, this podcast serves up true stories and inspiring messages to support you on your journey to becoming shamelessly and unapologetically confident so you can show off your light, show off your authentic self, show off who you were born to be. This is the Show It Off podcast. When I first met today's guest, Jade, it was from an introduction from a good friend. She told me to go to her Lava Temple Sanctuary in a time when I needed some alone time for healing and grounding. Well, I found that Jade herself embodied that healing, grounding energy that I was looking for and that I also found at her Lava Temple. Today, she shares with us her powerful story of transforming trauma into a life that she treasures and teaches tools and practices so that we can do the same. Jade is a single mom and has been for about nine years. She's also a spiritual healer who leads sound meditations and kundalini yoga. And she's also the author of an amazing new book, which I am enjoying very much myself, called The Radiant Lotus Way, Keys to Transforming Trauma to Treasure. That book is available on Amazon right now for the month of May for $1. I highly recommend going right after this episode and downloading it yourself because this story, other people's stories are um, a guiding light to show us that we too can really change our stories after trauma. I hope you enjoy this episode. I know you will. Please remember to share it with a friend who is going through or has gone through a hard time. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, show offs. I'm so excited because I'm about to interview my friend Jade and here she is. You're going to love her. (laughs) Here she comes. How do I do this? Hi, there you are. Hi, aloha, honey. Aloha. Oh, so nice to see you. 
<laughs> Your background is awesome. I know. I'm like, let me get the Phoenix in here. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I know that some people can change their background, but yours is like really, that's. This is a mural. Yeah, it's a mural. Seen in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, I love how you have your, your buds on. I'm going to do that too. Yeah. Um, also, let me see, make sure they're connected. Yes. Okay. So thanks for your um, presence because let me make sure. Can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> thanks for being here. And um, I think they're on. Okay, good. I don't know if I'm hearing you through here or there, but that's okay. You're in. Great. Um, so this show is heard by a lot of single mamas. Mm. And that's something besides living on the island that you and I have in common. We both are single moms. And I would love for you to share a little bit more about I gave a little introduction, but you can introduce yourself better than I can about what you do and who you are. Sure. Okay. Um, first off, it's so lovely to see you, Sarah. I'm happy to see you. Happy to be here. And thanks, everyone. Um, so. So nice. <laughs> right now. So my name is Jade Rajbir Carr, and that means Queen of Courage. And I took on my spiritual name about 12 years ago. Um, before that, I was um, a really intense overachiever in New York City. I was running seven companies. I was a full contact fighter. Uh, I was teaching martial arts. I was a day trader. You know, all these things. I was traveling around the world setting up art, art museums and galleries. And then I had a huge uh, kind of a meltdown, a, a nervous breakdown, lost everything got really sick and a dark night of the soul and that was back in 2006 and so after that I decided I needed to like revamp and like rethink my entire life and I decided to commit my life to spirit and to let go of any of let go of trying to please anyone else trying to like fit society's expectations or demands or whatever else and to really just um tune in with my own soul and create a life centered from there. And so I studied, uh, I lived out of my car for three years. Like I, I left New York, I left all the high powered New York corporate stuff and I lived out of a truck and, for, and I traveled around wherever spirit blew me and I studied uh, plant medicine, detoxing, wellness, yoga, kundalini yoga, fasting, like, I was just like praying and fasting all over the place in the deserts of Arizona and California. And, um, and I finally felt healthy and spiritually strong again. And so then I was wondering where to place my roots and spirit led me to Hawaii. And I now have a, I built um, several temples out here on the, the feet of the volcano and in, um, in the jungle. Um, and I have a lava sanctuary here and uh, with several tiny homes and like this outdoor, like kind of open air off grid temple space. And we're always communing with the volcano and all the elements and I'm surrounded in majestic nature. And while I've been here for 12 years, I became um, a healer and a teacher and a spiritual guide. And a, um, I was always, a, I was a life coach before. Now I was, I'm like a life soul coach. 
and I do soul clearings and I, I just finished writing a book um, all about transmuting trauma into treasure and that has become my life's path right now. Wow. <laughs> I knew you had some amazing past. I did not know that about your yeah. past life in New York. If knowing Jade, it's it's kind of hard to swallow that. Like I know, because I'm I'm such a yoga mama, like such a nurturing <laughs> yoga mama now. And I used to my nickname was Killer before. Like my nickname was Warrior Killer. And I used to love like uh beating down big men like that was like my pastime <laughs> love it well in the intro I, I mentioned that among your single mama friends you might not know this so we call you the ninja oh, <laughs> <laughs> I call you the ninja because you're just like you connect people you get stuff done and you're like you're just like I'm not saying that you're sneaky but it's like your stealth in your in your actions like mm. it's not a big um uh to do you're just kind of like oh right. Jake, get it done yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> we love that about you it's very inspiring Thank but you. i am amazed to hear that that has been your path and your story um i've been really excited about well first i've always been um inspired by you because i i think that you're an amazing example of somebody changing the archetype of what a single mom what it means to be a single mom Mm. And you're never, I'm never, uh, you're never saying that it isn't hard or that there aren't struggles, but you take it all with so much grace and deep breaths and presence and just finding the light always. And I just mm. think that's all we can do, right? To be happy and, and like raise our children in a way that feels empowered. And I just really love that about you. And I've been wanting to have you on the show because of that for, since I've had the show and since I've known you. So thank you for being here. Um, and I've also been very excited about your book and, um, Glenelyn Doyle says that if you have a book in you, you'll know it because you walk around saying, am I a writer? Am I a writer? And people who aren't writers don't walk around themselves <laughs> that. And then they, you also know, because if someone else publishes a book, you're happy for them, but there's a little part of you that's a little bit jealous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that description and I was like oh yeah I know about those things mm -hmm. so I was just curious if that resonated with you if that was something that before you actually got this baby out into the world if that's something you had felt mm. it's funny that you say that yeah so I have a master's degree in poetry and I've edited 28 other people's books oh. so I've been an editor my whole life and then Darshan came out with her book like two years ago and I got really <laughs> jealous and I was like wait wait I have to where's my book and so then I went and I did the author incubator program that she also did which has you pretty much write a book in nine weeks you know and that's when I wrote my book which is called the radiant lotus way keys to transforming trauma into treasure I just wanted to give like a like a kind of best practices over like my last decades of self-development growth and stuff of like I, I'm really intrigued by like going diving into those dark spaces where we like have like stored stuck energy or trauma because it's just too overwhelming to handle it at the time and like offering that safe space to alchemize that and yeah. freeing up the life force and then opening up all these new possibilities that become available your freedom your power your clarity when you transmute that that old stuff so that's kind of what i love to do <laughs> and so yeah 
book talks a little bit about that. That to me is the definition of empowerment. You know, it's not about like, um, like never having problems. It's not about never facing anything hard. It's about, like you said, transmuting and alkaline yes. trauma. And, and just, being able to like ninja that stuff. Like, just <laughs> be like, whoosh, let's like, okay, let's just turn that around and see how this can actually be such a source of blessing and strength. Yes. Yes. I love that. And I know that as a mom, I find that to be really, what's the word? Um, gosh, I don't know. Good to hear because I always want to protect my daughter from any and all trauma and any bad happening to her. I mean, even when she was a baby, I never like, I got mad at my mom one time because she got her baby clothes wet while she was wearing them. I'm like, she's going to be cold. And my mom's like, <laughs> and, um, and I had to realize like as a mom, like I can't protect her from all bad things happening. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is teach her what you're saying and to shift that and to take that as your power. And that's right. amazing. And I actually want to share, um, there's like, so in my book, there's tips on emotional mastery and stuff like that. And I have a client who used it on her, her eight-year-old girl, where her eight-year-old girl was having a temper tantrum and freaking out. And she started doing a soul clearing and helping the, her eight-year-old like manage the emotions and like pass through them and like listen to them and honor them and see what they had to say. And like, and her eight-year-old just like went through it and did it. And she was like, great afterwards. So there's all these really amazing tools for like emotional resilience and how to handle um, emotions in a good way so that like our kids can learn this. And I teach Alakai all of these things as well. That's her son who's yeah. gorgeous and looks exactly like you. I absolutely <laughs> love him. He has such a sweetness about him. There's, he's very strong, peaceful presence. I love, mm -hmm. I love that boy. Um, so thank you for bringing a great young man into the world and teaching him those things. My gosh. That's it's so important to teach our children. Like I, I just make it such a point to teach Alaka'i. He's nine. Uh, kindness, empathy, and wisdom and compassion. Like those are so important. Yes. Thank you. That's so good. So I'm really curious. Um, you're talking about that there's these tips and, and tools in the book. And you, you mentioned this, this um, working through the emotions. Is, mm -hmm. this, is there something that you can share with people who are listening who may not be so um, practiced in these like spiritual sure. ways, like something that's really tactical that they can digest in just mm -hmm. one single yeah. Definitely. I'd love to. Um, I think one of the ways is to, to have a proper relationship with our mind and emotions where we don't over identify with them. Like, so we don't get consumed by them. So instead being able to have emotions and have thoughts without them having us. So like, for example, with emotions, I, I invite people to treat emotions like Treat them like weather, like, oh, there's a storm passing through. Okay, I'm not going to try to repress or suppress a storm. You're going to let the storm pass through. You're going to embrace and allow the holy rage or the holy grief or whatever comes through. And then another way is to honor them as messengers. So I really tune in and feel into what is the message behind these emotions. Like one time I was feeling fear about the whole COVID thing. When it first came around, I was, oh, I'm feeling some anxiety. What is that? Let me dive in and explore. Oh, my fear is telling me it wants me to go get a month's worth of supplies. Okay, let me go do that. And then the fear relaxes. Like, yes. so just hearing into what message it has 
And then the third thing was um, treating emotions like small children. And so like if you had like grief or anger or whatever, you wouldn't, instead of like just pushing it down or feeling bad about it or making yourself wrong, like allow it, invite it in, wrap your arms around it and be like, and just hold it and embrace it and just be like, oh, let me hold you while you're feeling angry or sad. So like treating yourself that way too, like in your emotions, your emotional states. I as love well as, yes. And then just definitely, I love somatic exercises. Like just put your hands on your body and just start breathing deeply, you know, and just feel into it, allow it to be, allow everything to arise and let it be, feel them fully. Oh, that's so beautiful. And it's a great practice in the art of allowing, which mm -hmm. from island we call being in the flow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I think that's really important. And I, I wonder, like, for instance, I think about um, emotions and me being a child and thinking about the way, like, my dad, for instance, would handle my emotions. And mm. God bless him because he was not prepared for this. <laughs> and now as a mom with a child who's like you know a humongous personality and a lot of passion mm -hmm. I have um I have compassion and empathy for my dad and how he must have not just been so ill prepared to handle me um mm -hmm. and he would say things to me like if I was crying he would say oh I'll give you something to cry about like Ooh. this yeah this yeah. this isn't worth that like that emotion right. doesn't equal what your, or this situation doesn't equal that emotion that you're offering it. And so I've found myself like when I am grieving or angry or having a hard time getting over something that it's mm -hmm. like, I hear that in me kind of being like, all right, buck up, like get over it now, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. I also know that that's not self-loving and that's mm -hmm. not how I would treat my daughter. And so I try to treat myself the way I would treat her. Right. What would you have to say for um, someone who has like those old um, synopses, like grounded mm -hmm. into their brain that they know cognitively that they want to change, but on a cellular mm -hmm. level, they seem to be kind of always there. What would you? Right. Yes. Yeah, so I deal with um, a lot of clients, you know, like in their head, they might know something, but they, but that's, it's still in their cellular body. And so one of, I'm really into the somatic, like get into the body and like dive in and feel it deeper, like deeply and like 500%, like amplify it and allow it to be when like, of course, make sure you're in a safe space where you can do that and stuff. But like, I regularly like go through all my emotions and allow them to be. And I stay like, I'm like the eye at the center of the storm. Like I allow, I witness and I watch and I fully allow. And I know that that's not who I truly am. Like who I truly am is like my soul self and stuff, but I allow my human experience to be fully there. I don't repress or deny any of it and like um, feel it a thousand percent, like work on it. Oh, this actually reminds me from something from childhood. Oh, I see. I have a deeper level of healing to do and definitely like feeding and pouring like self love back into yourself around that and comforting that little child. Um, and then and at the same time, like, I do believe in being like a warrior ass and a queen and all of these other things, you know, I think I don't see them as conflict. I love that. I love that allowing of all of it and the witnessing and, and the non-identification of the emotions. I think that's really brilliant. Um, I know that for um, 
me, like when I'm going through a hard time and someone asks me, how are you? I'm like, anything else? You got any other question for me? <laughs> how much time do you have? You know? <laughs> and then I start getting into my head about like, like say I'm overwhelmed and I don't want to be in that state of overwhelmed for any longer than I have to. But I know that if I start going around saying I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed, then that's going to be what I bring in and that's going to be my experience. Um, so do you have a practice for like um, the balance between internalizing and feeling something versus sharing it? And like, how do you um, answer a question like that when you're in the midst or, and slash this is like a long-winded question, but don't you feel like, or do you also feel rather that this whole quarantine has kind of taught people about just sitting with what is mm. more and mm. like not having to interact with people all the time? Right. You know what well, I mean? I, yeah, there is a fine balance. Like I love being by myself and I process a lot of stuff on my own and with my, and with source and like on my own. And I love like once or twice a week having a safe container with other amazing women usually that I can just like blah, like I'm not going to be enlightened. This is what's happening. <laughs> like F this, you know, whatever. So, and like giving myself full permission to go there and, and with them too, like I'm blessed that I, I create these containers of safety. Like, so I have one online with my group program and then I have one with, with my friends where we there's pretty much full permission to like be say do express however you feel and I know who you truly are is this like yes. amazing radiant queen self and please feel free to like express whatever you need to express I love that I love that that's so good so um how can people get a hold of your book <laughs> um so it just got released on Amazon. So you can look it up on, on Kindle. It's the Radiant Lotus Way. Um, I, I lowered the price to, I think it's just like a dollar for the whole month of May. I just wanted oh, wow. to make it really, really easy for people to access. Yeah. Um, or people can go to my website and I can send them a PDF either way. Yeah. And that link will be in the show notes too. Jade's sure. website. Yeah. I, um, I really love that you are um, making that so readily available and I hope everybody like gets a hold of it and shares it. Um, how do you feel after like putting yourself out there like that? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Like I'm 42 years old now. It's like about fucking time. Can I curse? <laughs> yes. Oh, I can. <laughs> <laughs> My show. I can. <laughs> <laughs> like it's about fucking time so that's one thing where it's like oh gosh about time yeah. but also I get that we're like all of us are so called to step up and show ourselves and show our gifts even if it's uncomfortable or whatever so I like I've been doing a vulnerability challenge where I like okay I'm just gonna get on Facebook live and like just like read excerpts from my book and stuff I did oh, that for cool. six days in a row and I'm like it, I'm just gonna you know like whatever just get your stuff out there show up spirit only cares that you show up doesn't care if you're perfect mm, i love that i love that we actually have an episode on the show about perfectionism mm. and it was a very popular episode and i'm like wow that's really a thing i never have cared about that because 
I'm fully aware of my imperfections. A lot of people do, yeah. yes. Especially Asian women, but anyway. Oh, interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, I know I'm a mess, but I love people. So that's never been a problem for me. I'm like, cool. Mm. If I wasn't me, I'd love my mess. Like, too. <laughs> I love your hot mess. It's great. No. Yeah, it's so, it's so great. And so, um, but I love that you said that because I know that people do struggle with that. And um, I, um, I'm also curious. So I've been a single mom for two years now. You for nine, am I right? You've been a single mom for Pretty nine? Yeah. Half, like that? Yeah. So, um, as um, my elder on this journey to of being a single mom, and I know, like I said, a lot of people who listen to this show are single moms. Is there anything that you would say? I mean, I know it's a broad question, but is there something that just comes to mind when you think about like, if you could have said something to Jade when you were early in your um, journey of being a single mom, what, is there anything that you would have said to her you could okay. Yeah. You know, that's so interesting. I kind of wrote my book, like my ideal audience was like me as a maiden before, like just mm -hmm. like the message I would want to give to women in general and especially single moms is um, like take a breath and like take care of yourself. Like just find every moment to pour yourself self-love and validation and all of that. Like try not to seek it outside or elsewhere and just always like try to fill up your own cup. And I know it can be hard when there's like crying children and all this stuff around, you know, and just as much as you can, just like take some deep breaths, hydrate, eat well, like do your best to give yourself self-love and self-care as much as possible, even when you're running around taking care of a million things. I love that. That's, that's what we talk about a lot on this show. Yeah, it's so important. And I know it can be difficult. I know it can be, but just do your, like, just try and do your best. And, and sometimes like they, they'll have to wait a second, you know, yeah. while you just take care of yourself for a minute. That's so true. And I've seen with my daughter, Luna, who's sleeping right next to me, by the way. <laughs> so she's getting this <laughs> information subconsciously. Oh, yeah. um, is that um, when I think, oh, I'll be the better mom and put my needs off to the side and show up for her now, then I show up irritated and crabby and rude and short. And mm -hmm. that's not what I want to show her. That's not who I want to be for her. So I'd much rather her wait or um, actually uh, be, get used to my routine so that I can show up for her really well. She's right. now four, and since she was, I don't know, two, I started waking up at 5 a.m. so I could have alone time before she wakes up. And in my alone time is when I meditate and do my yoga and my inspirational reading and my writing and my hot coffee. <laughs> That's something that makes me crazy is having to warm up your coffee like six times by 10 a.m., you know, you just want to drink it hot. And so that's something that I do for me. And now that she's four, and we've been doing this regularly for two years, if she wakes up and I'm not visible, like I'm not in the bed with her or right there in the room waiting for her to wake up, she knows, hey, mom's just in the next room on the yoga mat. And yeah. 
um, she'll come out all sleepy eyed and put her arms out like back to the bed mm-hmm. now and come snuggle with me. And then I'm ready to come snuggle with her. And then right. yesterday I saw her pretending on her own, which is something she's been having to do a lot more lately now that there's no school. And I'm like, play by yourself. Sorry, you don't have a sibling. Have fun with that. (laughs) And I watched her and what she was playing was a mock of me doing my morning routine. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. She sat and meditated. She did her yoga mat. She got out like one of my books and was like pretending. That's so cute. Wrote her journal and like (laughs) got on her phone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do my posts on Instagram. It's in that oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So I was like, isn't that amazing that she's always asleep for it, mm. that she's aware, you know, she hears me talk about it, yeah. like has come out and seen me with my things and she knows. And I think, God dang, if I could do everything wrong, but this got, I got right. Is <laughs> to, you know, first take care of you then. Totally. Yeah, I've, I've trained Alakai also, like you have to kind of train your children to respect your like moments of alone time and what you need to. And I'm like, mom needs quiet in the morning. Mom needs quiet at night. Otherwise, I will get grumpy and we don't want grumpy. You know, like, <laughs> this is my bathroom time. Do you do not come in when the bathroom is closed, <laughs> door is locked, you know, like, so yeah, you have to teach them to respect that too. Your boundaries. What that does, right, is to teach them to do that for themselves and to be exactly. like, exactly, yeah. I know I saw my mom being really crabby and overwhelmed, and she had four kids and you know, not a lot of money. And I can just imagine how stressful that was. Um, but I remember being a little kid being like, why didn't she just take a nap? <laughs> obviously <laughs> tired, you know what I mean? And so it's like, um, it's a good thing. I love, I love that that's what you said. I love that that's your answer because, like, you know, it might look different than it did before we had kids, but it's still possible. And that's what mm-hmm. took me some time to figure out, oh, it just looks different. <laughs> just less right. time or whatever. And that's great. Oh my goodness. I love that. And um, I've been really thinking about your book a lot lately. And I just want to talk about it a little bit more before I let you go, which mm-hmm. is about um, the, the transforming trauma. And I'm curious if um, if there's like a system or an understanding or a practice of like emotional guidance scale within what you're teaching in your book. And, um, like I think about like the, the stages of grief, you know, and how you go through these different processes. Like, is that something that you've found to be relatable in your, your healing and transformation of trauma? Hmm. Um, well, there's two different ways I could answer that. Um, I'm not sure what you, I think you mean like this, do you mean that like the spectrum of emotion? Right. Like, like I've recently been going through something that I feel like is really traumatic and mm-hmm. I've been witnessing myself almost outside of myself being like, mm-hmm. okay, I was really, really sad, but now I don't feel sad as much as now I'm starting to feel, mm-hmm. you know, right, right. Right. Yeah. It's like, what angry feels better than sad. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of like how long, I wonder how long I'll be angry and what's next. Is, is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's definitely like, there's definitely, so like the primary emotions are like anger, fear, 
sadness, and then shame and guilt kind of have their own category. Okay. So they all kind of wrap up into each other too. Like when I'm doing a soul clearing on someone, there might be anger at first and then it like underneath it is, is sadness or there might be sadness at first and then we stoke up the anger and we allow that to come out. So they often travel together, not like there's not one or two that's, you know, they just travel together and like blend and different people have different primary ones and stuff. Um, so we do like when I work on people one-on-one -on -one, I, or soul clearings, I usually clear out at least three different emotions because three different stages of the emotional thing. Cause it's like, you, they usually travel together like that. Um, right. anger, fear, sadness, shame, guilt. So we usually get to clear that out. And then the other thing I ask people to look at is like, what, what would make this situation a victory for you? what would turn it around and make it a triumph and like a victory in your own life where you could look back and be like, wow, I really ninja that shit, you know, like <laughs> whatever it is, you know, I mean, cause I've been through like more than a hundred assaults. I've been through years of childhood, sex, like sexual abuse. I've been through, um, nine 11. I've been through three evacuations, like, right. Lava volcano eruptions. Like I've been through so much different stuff. And it's like, I always had to kind of look at it, like take a wider view and be like, okay, I know it's really overwhelming at this moment and that's fine. I will allow myself to feel that later on or whatever. Right now I'm fleeing because lava's coming. Right. <laughs> but like, I, you know, and, uh, but what would make this situation, what will make this situation like a triumphant victory What and redeemable? Like what will redeem this situation? And so I, I often will look at the wider view of that. And I love that. That's an e I can easily answer that for myself with what I'm going through easily. So I love that that's the question. And then once you've discovered the answer to that question, I mean, do you suggest people just kind of like, kind of keep your eye on the prize, like as you move through, or is it kind of like, um, keep your focus on that or, or like, don't ignore these feelings. Is it, is it something that is kind of, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of both because uh, you want to honor your, I encourage you to honor your feelings fully, but just don't identify them with them. Like just know that you need to, it's just energy that you need to move, you know? So for example, like I was having a hard time with my son's dad at one point mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to deal with this situation? Like, this is so painful, you know? And I was like, what in my head? I'm like, okay, Jade, what would make this a victory? And I was like, you know what? The best, highest thing would be for me to pull my energy out, of, out from him, my energy and focus away from him, let that shit go, let him do what he does, stay civil and work out our one week, one week co-parenting thing. And I'm going to pour all of my focus and energy onto writing my book. And that's what I did. Like, cause I was like, I could either spiral down into this drama trauma, yeah. like, like not good thing. And it would traumatize my son and me and yeah. him and be expensive and whatever. Or I could accept what's going on, feel what I feel, own my side of it too, but like move my focus elsewhere. And the focus needs to come back to myself and what's best for like my soul dharma and all of that so that's what i did and that's where the book kind of came from it was like oh my gosh that's <laughs> it was like spiral down into drama trauma or yeah. like throw like shoot forward and like throw my hat over a fence and write a book 
I love that. Also, I feel super validated right now with you saying that because um, when all of this started with what I'm going on, what's going on with me now, I felt really paralyzed and unable to serve or work or um, record mm -hmm. my podcast or really do anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, well, this is okay for now. This is what I told myself. Um, but I don't want to stay like this because what makes you happy, Sarah? And I'm like, well, my podcast makes me happy. Writing makes me happy. Connecting and sharing makes me happy. So if I completely stop doing that, then how am I going to be, how am I going to feel like me? How am I going to feel good? Mm. And then I thought, okay, Sarah, me and, me and Sarah, we're having a talk. Good, yeah. <laughs> well, how can you produce something right now, like this week, that's going to be beneficial for all the listeners who you love and you don't want to abandon Mm -hmm. but also like feels safe and feels easy and feels um, like the path of least resistance for me. And that's mm -hmm. why I hit you up. I'm like, Jade, that's who I want to talk to right now. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the beautiful thing about having a podcast. When you have amazing <laughs> people in your life, you're like, I'd love to talk to you. Let's make it for everybody. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I'm so glad you did that, honey. And yes, I would totally encourage you to just like allow yourself to be and feel whatever you feel and stuff and um, be gentle with yourself right now. You know? But yeah. also, like you said, it's kind of like, this is how I'm not spiraling. I like how you said right. that. Spiral. spiral down into the drama trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go there. You know, right. I want to be bright and I want to be myself and I want to feel strong. And this is what this, what we're doing right now is what makes me feel those things. Mm -hmm. I would be able to just get on like I normally do and just pick up my phone and record a podcast. Like I know I can't do that right now, but what I can do is talk with someone who I love, someone who I know is like present and understanding and, and has an, an, um, that healing nature that you have. So that's really cool that I'm doing. <laughs> that's right awesome. And yeah. I also just want to honor you because like, this is the thing, Jay, this is what I think, why I think my work is important is because I want to encourage, and I do, because I've seen it happen, encourage women to say, to be like, whatever your mess is, whatever your wisdom is, whatever your story is, if you put it out there, think of who you could be benefiting. Think of who else mm -hmm. could heal and relate and see. And because you have done the choice of not spiraling in the trauma drama, but rather also being present and changing your life and then sharing who you are and what you've learned. Mm -hmm. That is, is vibrating out in a way that is already helping people. Right. And even before you and I had this conversation, just tapping into your energy, I'm like, yes, that's, mm -hmm. that's something that feels good and right. So I just want to mm -hmm. honor you and just, any woman who's out there listening right now who might be like, gosh, maybe my story does matter, or you know, maybe I should share, or maybe mm -hmm. I should just put myself out there in whatever way. And that doesn't mean online or a book. It could just mean to your neighbor, you know, to mm -hmm. your girlfriend, to someone at your church or whatever. So I just want to honor you for doing that and and really hope that the, the woman out there who's like, oh yeah, that message is for me, that you <laughs> that she feels celebrated and, and encouraged. Yeah, totally. And I just want to add to that and just say that like every woman, every one of us and every, every woman, especially 
um, has so much treasure inside them and so much, so many gifts and like capacities to offer and to be with. And there's so many, there's like a field of infinite possibilities. So even when things seem really dark or harsh or whatever, like, please just like take, you know, take a step back, take some deep breaths, drink some water and just like tune into your soul self and just be like, you know, there is a highest best outcome in everything, no matter what. And let me just tune into that and follow that and see what goodness can come out of this. Yes, absolutely. And I know that when we ask for clarity around what that might be, that that comes. I have, I, I, I couldn't see it right away, but I saw it pretty quick. And I, I, I definitely see that vision of why and how it could be better and what triumph can come from this. Yeah, cool. I, I love, I cannot wait to digest your book. I'm going to go on Amazon right now after this call and, and gobble it up. <laughs> I'm going to uh, suggest that everybody listening do the same. I mean, hello, a dollar for two more weeks. Let's take advantage of that and share and share and share so that Jade can uh, really just have that um, spread out because that's really the, the best way to share is just from other word of mouth. So Is it okay if I mention my program that comes with it? <laughs> oh, a program comes with it? Oh, well, it, well, it doesn't come with it, but it's, a, it's accompanying. It's based on the book. So um, on the new moon on May 22nd, um, I lead something, I lead people through the Phoenix process, which is what the book talks about, the different keys and stuff. So um, if you want to feel like you have a safe, sacred container to go on a healing journey with, you know, with me and, and other amazing women, like please tune in and, and um, reach out to me for more info on that. So that's on your website that we can find that? Yeah. So there's more info there. Amazing. I'm signing up. That sounds like <laughs> amazing. Yes, I know. I mean, if it wasn't for COVID, I'd already be knocking on your door and laying on oh. your door and being like, <laughs> you're now. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, here's your gong mallet. I'll be laying on your floor waiting. <laughs> yeah. Aww. I love that. I, will also I think it's so important that women have like that safe container where they can feel supported. So this offer offers like a season of support. Oh my God. That's amazing. Good for you. Gosh, that must feel good to put that out there and offer mm -hmm. that. And it's online, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's online. We have women from Istanbul and New York and San Diego and LA and everywhere. Oh, I love that it's all women too. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Well, Jade, this I'm going to show you what I have here. My coworker. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked she could sleep through it. She's used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Every podcast episode I've ever recorded has Aww. either been her sleeping or in school. Wow. Yeah. Good for you, Mama, for making it work, you know? Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> She's used to it. I think, I think she likes it because she knows I'm near. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. I know she's going to be waking up soon, though, so I, I just I want to let you go. Mm. But I thank you so much for being who you are. You're so radiant and beautiful, and I am so excited to read your book and join your amazing healing offering uh, support group, I'm going to call it. And like I said to all listening, I know you're listening to this, like, I need more Jade in my life. So you're, all of those <laughs> links are going to be in the show notes and all of our Instagram because I'm going to blast, blast this puppy 
up on the IG and on the FB. So um, you guys can connect with Jade. And um, I know I'll be seeing you in real life soon. And I'm going to give you I a hope so. Aw. <laughs> Thank you so much, honey. I love you so much, you and Luna. And yeah, much love to you. Much Thank love. you. Namaste and aloha. Aloha. <laughs> If you like the Show It Off podcast, then you will also like the Show It Off book club. I have hand-selected a library of books that will empower you and keep you on track with your confidence-building goals. Reading has always been a huge love of mine, and if it weren't for the books that I feel like are my friends that have taught me so much, I just don't know where I would be now. That is why I started the Show It Off book club, and I hope you will join the club. It's free, it's fun, it's easy. How to join? Just go to at Show It Off Podcast page on Instagram, follow the page, see the post where I list all of the books on the list. It's a picture of a stack of books. I will help you find it. Start your own empowering library. Tune in each Friday for the conversation starter videos I post of the chapters we are on, and I'll post them on the Show It Off podcast Instagram page. If you can read one to three chapters a week, you will be set. If you can't, you can still see the videos anytime, but it would be amazing if you were able to leave comments and share your thoughts with the chapters we're on with the group in real time. This is to help you really integrate the high vibe thoughts you need to be a part of your life in order to truly embody being deeply self-loving and shamelessly and unapologetically confident. So join the Show It Off book club today. Every play of this show means the world to me. Thank you for your time and for listening. I'd love to hear from you now. Questions and comments are welcomed at showitoffpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for subscribing to the Show It Off podcast. And if you have a moment, if you could leave a review on iTunes, it would help other people to find this message of confidence. You could also help someone build confidence by texting this episode to at least one person now. Being self-loving means being authentic, bold, and confident. So shamelessly and unapologetically show it off.